Your Keloke Knicks fans, it is a jam-packed episode of Knicks fans wilding today, episode 62, before the draft. Towards the night before the draft, it's like Christmas morning, Christmas Eve right now for my boy Chris. So um, we got a jam-packed show, Don Juan, speak to the people real quick. Don Juan in the building, man, looking forward to the show, I'm looking forward for the insight. Honestly, I, I kid you not, I know the first three players <laughs> by memory heard about them all year then the rest of the draft is like wait a minute isn't that okay okay uh-huh okay, okay but most names ain't familiar to me and and we got the guy right guy here to break us down break us down a bit of what the draft what to expect and you know maybe some sleepers that we can even target later on so looking forward to it yes sir yes sir zebo was good man just here, man. Your offseason cooking right now, man. All the rumors going on, man. I ain't gonna lie, I've been having my phone, my notifications on right now. So nah, it's 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 dope to have Chris on right now. It's crazy. This is the first show, first show I'm actually doing with Chris. So that's oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, we had we had technical difficulties last time. Yeah, yeah. For the first yeah. beginning of the season, it's yeah. It's a great time when we got the president of the off the ball network, gave me and Don Juan the opportunity, and we still out here rocking. And this guy just has, he does it all. He does it all. Got his own thing going on. So I don't even want to talk about it. Y'all should know him already. The president, Chris LeBron. What's good, man? Welcome to the show. What's going on, fellas? Always a pleasure to hop on uh, the show and all that. So can't wait to chop it up with you guys. Talk some draft. Talk some next. Let's do it. Yeah, so let's get right into it, bro. This draft, supposedly very deep, very healthy. Uh, that's been the rumor all year. So Knicks fans were clamoring for that 11th pick from Dallas to fall, and, and it just fell short by one pick. So right now the Knicks are on the outside looking in. Uh, hopefully not for long. But just talk about this draft. Uh, one thing uh, I wanted to say is um, Chris has a mock, a very fire mock, man. 58 names. Pretty impressive, man. When I saw Ricky Council the fifth somewhere there, I'm like, yo. I'm, I'm like going too deep. Who is this guy? Who's Ricky Council the fifth, man? And I don't know how Chris got him like 50-something on the board. But, you know, Chris, uh, I saw that you have Scoop still number two on your list. So I just want to talk talk about that top draft, and I'm sure it's going to get crazy up there. Yeah, Scoot, he's number two for me. And, and even if I'm Charlotte, I would take him number two. I know we're hearing it, it felt like. At one point, it was like, all right, they're going to take Miller. And then, like, it's like, all right, Scoot's been having the better workouts. It's going to be Scoot. Then it's back to going. Even the odds, DraftKings, all these, they got, they got Miller favor to go too. And, but I'm, I'm in the campers. Like, I'm all in on Scoot. I think he's going to be an all star level player. He's, uh, he's going to be a model citizen. And if you're Charlotte, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck right now. (laughs) You need some model citizens on your squad right now, <laughs> right? Like you got PJ Washington, he's messing with with Brittany Renner and all that, right? That all that fiasco, and that's not even like on a top. Like that would be on most people's like top, like nasty just on their team. He that he's actually skating away because you know his other teammates. You know you got other teammates, and then you got the whole you know uh, Bridges stuff. You know that's nasty. That's really nasty. That's the worst. You know, and then like Lamelo was just. We know he's a good player, but all we hear about is, is is the jewelry, the cars, all this other stuff, and all that. Like it's never about ball, and there's still questions about whether how much he, you know, does he, he love basketball for what it brings to him, you know, as far as fame and all that, you know. And that those are things that, and 
and they were just trash last year. So like all that, like, and then you got Brandon Miller. Yeah, he could hoop. Yeah, he's, he's he best. He was the best freshman last year. But we all know what happened. Everything that happened last year, and that's all it's going to be talked about, right? And because it, it's still going on, still ongoing, mm-hmm. you know. And and there's teams that like that when you interview and they, they they're asking them about what's going on. He's like, I can't tell you. That's I'm trying to invest in a in you in a top three pick. I need to know what's going on, yeah. you know. So I just you know, and then there's this stuff like you know, on the court wise that like I feel like I don't know if it's with with Miller that he can never figure out as far as like getting to the rim and all that. Like he didn't do that well in college, you know. And maybe with more spacing he'd be able to be better. But there's still when I saw him getting to the rim, it just it wasn't. You know, he, he shot a low percentage and all that, and, and you know, he's still a little stiff. No, he's not a crazy athlete and all that, but there's still things that I'm, like, not crazy about. But Scoot, man, I know people worry about the shooting and all. I think that'll come along, but, like, you know, you try to think of, like, Derrick Rose and John Morant, like, that type of player. And, like, I know that's, like, cliche, but it's true, though. He's that type of player. You know, and those players, they smoothed in, you know, Derrick Rose on MVP, you know, John Morant minus the other BS and all that. <clears throat> he's a great player, so... For me, two, I'm taking Scoot. If I was Charlotte, especially new ownership coming in, you know, Jordan, you know, he's still going to be there. He still has, you know, a big portion still. He just sold a lot of his stake to, you know, his uh, the other partners. But I still – I would still take Scoot number two. Like, I think he, he's going to represent the franchise. He's going to work. He's already built like a tank. Yeah. Right? He got an NBA body already. So, you know, he's going to be able to, to hang – you know, to be able to handle that. So if I'm that, and then if you still have Lamelo, if you got Lamelo, I think you do. You could you could still work with them, you know. You know, make Lamelo more of like a slasher and all that, which he can because he's six foot eight, six foot nine, and all that. Play yeah. some more off ball for him, you know. I think they could work better, you know. But I know I know Miller's the fit, yeah. but I don't think in the NBA in the draft you draft for fit. I think you it's not the NFL, you know. Whether you got seven rounds and all, like no, you, you take the best player. Who's co- to who's me, he's the best player. Who's coaching the Hornets again? Uh, they fired him like a few years back, then brought him back. Uh, I forgot. Clifford. Oh, that's Clifford. Yeah, 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 Clifford. I mean, do we Clifford. trust them to make that work? I don't know. I don't really know. I, they're a mess. They're, they're, they're a mess. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Like, yeah. I mean, when they find Steve Clifford back, I'm like, Jordan definitely the worst owner ever. <laughs> like, like he left his legacy as a like we all know what he did on the court, whole greatest of all time. But the owner, he's literally the complete opposite. He, he might be the worst owner in sports because the moves he made, like boy, like ah, uh, no, just some bad, bad decisions. Let's let's, let's get out of the Charlotte man because they, <laughs> they 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 in the mud right now. But they got the number two overall pick that gets you out the mud fast. But this is Knicks fans wilding, so we got to start kicking it to the Knicks, man. Listen, you talked about the front ha- half of that draft. I saw my New York Knicks get exposed in the second round. Just nobody who could take the ball off, be another secondary ball handler after Jalen Brunson, or somebody who could shoot. We need a, somebody who could shoot, space the floor, preferably tall. We need a big three. We need a, a three and D. That's what we need. We need a three and D guy. Uh, guy. So, Chris, tell me, is there someone – that we should target late in the draft, maybe early second rounds. Is there a three and D guy that you have right here a few minutes to convince us that that's our guy? A three and D guy. I mean, 
Maxwell Lewis, if we were able to get like the back end of that first round, possibly, he can be a guy that I would think would be great. I mean, he was someone that early on in like maybe beginning of the year, end of 2022, people were saying top 10 buzz, you know, because of the six foot seven and score and all that. Then he kind of tiled off the end of the year and all that because he didn't play for a good team. They were trash. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> every team was just doubling him and all that. So, his, like, efficiency numbers went down and all that. Um, and he, he's not the greatest defender, but, you know, six foot seven and all that. He's still, he, he you know, with his length alone, he could still, you know, get in front of guys and all that. So, he, he's a name that uh, that I like. You know, um, Julian Strother from Gonzaga is another one. I think he's going to be in the second round. You know, he, he's a big shot maker, too. Like, and he's got range, too. Like, I forgot what game it was. I don't know if it was a – if it was a um, – it was a conference I think it was game. a tournament. I think I remember him. Didn't, yeah. didn't he make – was it a buzzer beater he made? I think I remember it, I don't him. know I, if it was an exact buzzer beater, but it was near it, – it was to get him up. Yeah, it was, the, it was during the tournament. Yeah, I think it was to go to the – I'm pretty sure it was either to the Elite – to the Elite A. I'm big yeah. shot that just, you know – and so he has the range and all that. You know, so he's another guy that we, we could possibly talk. I think the Knicks just they gotta look at wings. That yeah. wing wings like this no no more six foot threes, you know, and thinking that you know they can defend these six foot eight. We need guys, we need big we need six foot seven, six foot eight dudes and all that. Yeah, you know, so they just gotta look at guys like that. You know, um I know Jordan Jordan Walsh would be I mean, that's a guy he clamp people up. He may not shoot. But I think the shot could get improved, but he clamps people up. He was clamping up dudes in the SEC. It's you know, tough. It, it's, you know. it's tough because you could see, like, um, you either get a guy who could play lockdown defense and can't shoot, or you get a guy who can't shoot and can't play defense. Can't play defense. Can't Especially when the second round, because if, if guys could do that, they wouldn't be second-round picks most likely. You know, so they're probably going to be in the first round. So, you know, it's hard to find those type of guys in the second round, yeah. um, you know, unless you get really lucky. You can find a diamond in a rough and all that, but you know, um, you're most likely going to get guys who are, you know, either you know defenders, you know, uh, and then there's plenty of those guys. Jordan Miller from Miami, I like a lot. Now he's an older guy, and if you're older, you know, biased person, then you might not like that because he's going to be like yeah. 24 by season start something like that. So yeah, I remember him. He played good during the tournament. Yeah, I mean, he, they went to I the like final him. four. Like... He's a big reason why yeah, yeah, they went to the final yeah. four and all that. You know, so. There's guys like him, Jalen Swan, James Lawson, you know, dude from Furman. They had the upset in the first round. He's a big reason why. He's a he's a big wing and all that. Um, Ben Shepard, too, you know, he from Belmont, his stock. I remember hearing about him early in the season. Someone from No Ceilings put me up. Oh, Steven from No Ceilings put oh, me yeah. on him. He wrote an article and I told I was asking about him. Like, yo, I need to what do you and he told me, gave me, you know, what he liked about him. So I started following him. So he's someone he might he might even go to the first end of the first round and all that because you know he's young, you know. Um, you know he has the size and all that teams like and all that. So, you know, uh, but yeah, those are some guys. It just it's just hard to 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 see because we don't have a pick. And yeah. We're not hearing anything about the Knicks exactly. doing anything. You mm-hmm. know, and you know, so I don't know. If there's a good thing, a bad thing. You know, so like I don't even know. So like it's just crazy because like trying to do like con like do draft stuff for the Knicks. I'm like I don't know. I yeah. don't. They could get in the first round. I think they can, but are they? <laughs> You know, yeah. they can get in the second round. I don't know. Do they want to? Are we just going to watch the draft and the Knicks don't got a pick? 
you know? Which has gonna, happened before. Am I going to be on Nick's fan before. TV just like this? Like, oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I've been watching for three hours, and you're like, no. You're going to be like it's, this. Man. At least we had fun last year when they had 11 pick, and then everybody yeah. freaked out when we took um, Uzman Dieng. We took another Frenchman who averaged like yeah. five points a game, and people were bugging out. <laughs> <For real. laughs> you know? Was, it's just that's hard this year. Beat, I don't know what they're going to uh, do. I really don't. That beats the uh, 18 the two years ago when it was uh, – James Book Night confusion. Oh, book night, yeah, the good book night confusion. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a 19th pick. What pick was that? Well, book night, book night won 11th or 12th that year, two years ago. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Dang. But yeah, speaking of diamond in, finding diamonds in the rub that you mentioned earlier, Chris. Um, is there is there a steep talent level drop like somewhere late first round, early second round that you know you kind of know if you're gonna trade into the into the draft was kind of the cutoff point. Like, all right, you don't want to get that pick. Honestly, I don't think there is. I think you can yeah. get a good player at 58. There's going to be guys undrafted that you can – teams are going to be running to the phone. Because there's going to be guys getting undrafted that probably should be, like, top 40 picks. Yeah. That's – it's we, – we know about Wemby and Scoot and, you know, know those guys, right? But that But the health, the meat of the draft is, like – 20 to like 45 50 like that's where you're gonna get that's where you're gonna get those players that are gonna fit the rest of your roster and help you try to win a championship yeah. you know that's where you're, you're gonna get a lot of good role players in this draft and as we saw with the two teams that went to the finals you know big reason why they you know those teams went to the finals and why denver's world champions is you know a lot of their 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 role players and all that you know a lot of their their you know so christian braun step up you know you know, so you know uh, they who they drafted last year and fit perfectly, right? Yep. You know, and that's what teams are going to be looking for now. I know everybody wants to hit the home run. You know, everybody wants to hit the home run and find that you know that, that you know that, that that Joker, right? Everybody wants to find that Giannis and all that, but that's so rare. It rarely happens. You got to find those role players that fit perfectly and all that. So that's where you're going to be able to find this. And this this is the draft where you're going to find those type of players. You know, nice. So I think if the, even the Knicks, you, we hear about the Knicks getting the 50, I think whoever they get that 50th pick is going to be a, you know, I think they're going to make the team. I think they're going to be, a, they can make the team and, and wow. contribute. That's, that, nice that's how I, there's so many good, there's well, so Tim many is good the coach, players. Though. I don't know yeah. about the I know. But, I mean, but we've, been, we've been finding players in, with those picks. So, it, I mean, you know, yeah, we don't draft well in the top five. We don't draft well in the top ten, but, you know, in the outside. When it comes to the low, when it comes to late, you know. Late first round, second round picks, we hit them, babies. Top ten, I don't know about that. But after 15 and to the second round, we hit them. You know, we hit, so. No, yeah, we hit with Grimes, man. We hit with, I mean, we hit with a lot of our guys in the low pick. I mean, come on. We all, like, all of our young guys contributed. Yeah. Yeah, no. But I'm saying, and you just find those guys that just, and what I like about second round picks is that you know they gonna work, they gonna work because they want that next contract to be guaranteed, or they want you to be able to turn that two way into a full time contract, so that you know they're coming in and they're coming in grinding. All right, they're gonna come and working. That's why you see a lot of second round picks lately starting to to make moves and all that to make headways and you know make you know. So I think that's that, and now with the talent coming in. I've talked to told you guys a bunch about the talent that's coming in year in, year out. You know, second round picks are a couple years ago, second round picks, we wouldn't even talk about second round picks. 
It don't even like uh, second round. Who cares? All right, we just talk about the first round and just all throw, that. Just throw it in the. Just, just throw, throw it in. in. Even in two K, right? Even in two K, you just get. <laughs> right, let me get over. Get the crap out of second. Take round, all right? my second round. Yeah, yeah. Here, now two right. K, you're like, oh, well, I might keep some second round pick. I might get this foreign kid, you know. And that's how the league is working now. It's like they there's more value on second round picks than there ever was. Like yeah, t- yeah. T- teams want second round picks because you can get some good players in the second round, and you might get lucky, and you might get lucky, and you find that one guy from Serbia. <laughs> yeah, or, Dr- or Draymond, about, or, or Draymond, that nobody talking right. about. Everybody sleeping on, and then you you, you hit you hit a home run. That Manu Ginobili, yeah. whatever. You just, you never know, but you still yeah. get good players and all that. So like the value of second round picks have never been as high as as, as they are now. Yeah. And I think the nice thing too about the second round is that the reason why they're second round, the reason why they are second round picks is because even though. For example, like Miles McBride, I mean, you could tell out of college he was a really great defender. Like, that's the reason why he's currently in the league. I mean, obviously, he's a second-round pick because he's not a, you know, again, he's not a guard that's going to go ahead and play, make, and dribble and everything. But you'll know he is an elite defender. So, nah, yeah, bro, that's the, you know, that's the nice thing about Mm -hmm. them. Like, they can go, you can plug them in right away in whatever specific skills that they do have. Yeah, I think there should be three rounds. Nah, come on. There's not that many teams yet. Well, the G League is three there. rounds. Yeah, you got the G, the G League now. You know, every team's gonna have an own affiliate soon. Chris, why, why are you trying to give yourself more work? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> you, you want to have a hundred people, hundred, a hundred big board. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Bro. I want more yourself. rounds. There's one more round. One more round. <laughs> they had they did it back in like the 70s. They had like six rounds and all. I don't want six rounds. Give me three. One more round. One more yeah, round. Yeah, that's next are nice, man. The Duarte and Obi. It was there. I was clamoring for it. I was clamoring for a while, but the Pacers already made their move. I think they still got to consolidate, but they might not uh, be all in. They might not be all in. But, Zebo, you got a question for uh, our guy Chris LeBron here on draft. This was the night before the draft. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had two. The 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 one I'm going to leave it for just for, for later on is about a – it's about a late-round pick. But <laughs> I did want to ask you real quick just, like, what, like, as far as what decisions the Knicks should make. Because I know we did mention, obviously, the fact that, you know, Triple M did say we do, we do need a 3 and D type of win. Um, but, and obviously with the draft, I mean, again, a lot of these, you know, except for the top three, you know, again, like you said, those are, you know, I feel like the, the, the draft, this draft is good because you get, a, you get some good plug-in guys. So if you, need a, if you need specifically a shooter or a defender, you can go ahead and like good, really good role players. But do you think it's even worth the Knicks trading in to get to the draft or should they just, or should they actually trade for a, you know, for a, for sure known NBA player? For, for, for like a star player or something like that? Not even a star player. Like you, like, for example, needing a three, for, for example, needing a three and D guy, do you think we should go ahead and just trade for a, you know, for an NBA player or should we just go ahead and trade in the draft and try to find that and, you know, just try to find that three and D type of guy in the draft? If you're actually me personally, I would go the the youth route, try to get a young you know player you develop. But I mean, we all know who's who's coaching and then how they they kind of run shop there. So, but if you're asking me what I would do, I I would trade. I would try to trade because I feel like one of these one of the good wings that are being talked about in like the top fifteen to eighteen range are gonna drop to the twenty late twenties. Like let's say for instance, Derek Whitehead. I feel like he's a name that could drop. Jersey, Jersey, right? Jersey guy. Yeah, Jersey kid. yeah, yeah. Jersey, the Mount yeah, yeah. Bird and all that was yeah, like, like, yeah really athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just had a surgery. He hasn't worked out for any teams, you know, so far. 
you know, they didn't really show his, his explosiveness at Duke. Right. But still shot the ball really well. Right. Shot at, And he mm-hmm. has a nice shot and all that catch and shoot off the dribble, all that stuff. If he let's say he drop he's go he's dropping because people worry about the foot. If he gets let's say he gets past 25, 26, that's a that's a even if he doesn't even if he's still dealing with the foot and all that, and you know he's not gonna be explosive, he can still shoot it. What do we need? We need more shooters, right? I think that's someone right. that if he's there, if he's dropping that far, that's something you'd be like, all right, we, we gotta call, you know. I think Indiana just traded their their second round, their at late first round pick. But whoever is down there, that's something you got to be like, hey, this this is this is a kid who, yet yeah, right now he he can help us with shooting, and then down the line he could be a player for us, you okay. know. Regardless of what, because we don't even know if Tibbs gonna be here next year. Let's keep it real too. We don't know if Tibbs yeah. gonna be here. So you know, this is a piece that we can we can can help build. For, you know, and what if they trade RJ? Whatever they do, I don't know what they're gonna do. But like this stuff. They got to figure out, but I think that's something I would, you know, look out for. I think a lot of the stuff is going to be during the draft, you know, yeah. and uh, and they're going to see it because there's always someone, there's always a guy who drops, always a guy like I, I, everyone, it feels like this is the one draft where everyone feels like we, we kind of know who the top 15 to 20 guys are. Everyone, like, kind of just, well, this guy has, but kind of like everybody has the same 20. That's not how it always works. It's always going to be guys dropping, and it's going to be a guy in the lottery. You're like, who? How? And all that. It always happens. So, like, yeah, someone's going to drop. I think I think it's going to be Dariq. And if he drops far enough, the Knicks, to me, got to find a way to get up and, call, and make a trade. You know, they got all these – protected picks you know that we thought were going to be good and now they they, they they trash right now you know so try to get, get rid of some of those protect future protectors and and, and if you have to and in, in second rounds and try to get up to get the reek if that happens because i think he could drop yeah i mean that kind of reminds me i don't know if this sounds familiar to you saying that happened to caris avert i mean he kept dropping and dropping and then the nuts eventually scooped him up and you know he helped them get a Bonafide star. He did well for Brooklyn. He was a. Uh, he was. He's been serviceable. He, 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 he yeah. that's one game actually in the playoffs. He had a fifty. He scored fifty in the game, right? You know, he still got it. But um, yeah, good point all around, Chris. You know, and just uh, Zebo, the Knicks they need to get like a rookie kind of scale contract in here, man. We do, we do. I mean, we didn't get one last year, so it's. it's I feel like it's very important that. We talk about the new CBA all the time, man. It's coming, and and, and these contracts, these numbers can get up. So if you could get a rookie on a rookie-scale deal, I think. Uh, IQ, IQ wants what? Yeah. Nine figures. Yeah. <laughs> he wants nine figures. And then guess what? You're going to have to pay Jalen Brunson in two years. And guess what? It ain't going to be as little as it, it was last be, time. Not even He's going he gonna, right. gonna to get a lot because he's going to probably make an all-star team, all-NBA in these next two years, and then that it just escalates and all that, you know? So this team will get real expensive, right? You know, so you, like you said, I think we got to get some of these, you know, especially on the bet, and you'll pay Josh Hart $80 million, you know? So you're going to have to get some guys on some rookie-scale contracts, you know? So... You know, oh, we gotta do some trades. Let's, let's, let's get into the trade cycle, man. That's <laughs> where we want to get into the nitty gritty, the rumor report, man. Don Juan, how, let's talk about me. Give me, give me the latest rumor. Don Juan, usually our rumor guy here. He's about. Well, you know, we, we all day today, 
a lot of uh, speculation on that the next. Well, I guess it's been it's been linked from for a bit now. Is Ob going to get traded to the Pacers? You know, the Pacers need a power forward, so there was a, just some connection there. But you know, the Pacers just made their move, and the picks that we would were assumed that we would have been able to get, you know, aren't there no more. So now this whole situation with Ob just got tricky. And it just so happens all that happened today, and then there's a, there's there's word that that Obi doesn't want to be in the team. He wanted to get traded at the deadline. There's there's a recording of him and Tibbs going at it. You know that that's just nasty stuff all over Twitter today. I mean, it got crazy. But at, you know, at the same time, I feel like you know this has hit a wall. But you know, where are we going to trade him? It, it, there has to be a market for him. I would assume, right? But you know. What are we going to do? The next move really depends on, you know, whether it's a pick, like you guys were talking about earlier. Are we going to move Obi for a pick? Or are we going to include Obi for a big play? Like, you know, we, we've been connected with Zach Levine. They said they want two young guys. IQ and Obi would, would fit that criteria, right? So something tells me to, you know, in my, in my end, let's hold on to Obi. But... For let's hold on to Toby for the big play, but you guys mentioned we should do it for we should do it on we should do it for a pick, and that's that's been all out today, man. And Obi wants out. I don't know how y'all feel. Do you feel like we got to trade him like even even like sooner now that he's 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 calling he wants out because this is an interesting situation. Do we want to take this into the season? My thought was you know maybe we trade him at the deadline. Triple M brought up a good point last week where. He said at the deadline, you really lose all the value because, you know, he pretty much is going to be out in a few months and whatnot. But, you know, I, what y'all think about Obi's asking out because it's it's a pretty big deal and he's calling out Tibbs at the same time. You know, a lot of people got a lot of problems with Tibbs. A lot of people agree with Obi. He's been wanting to play. I feel like we did a disservice in, in his part, but Randall blew up, man. So what you guys think about Obi calling out? Yeah, Chris, Chris, that's your Chris, man. Look, Chris, uh, before I, Chris, you speak, I was killing you with the RJ. I'm like, man, RJ, RJ is this. And you was like, yo, bro, relax on RJ. Now I'm relaxed on RJ. I'm relaxed on RJ. So let me hear your OB thoughts, bro. I think, it, I think it was even draft day, right? When we, when we draft him, it was still like a little bit of a head scratcher. Like, you know, even though Julius did not have the grace it was still like, well, we still have him. It's, you know, if we don't have the point guard, this doesn't make sense and all. And then Julius bro- blew up. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like, this this is going to be tough for him to get out. Because he's stuck. He's a one-position guy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like he's versatile. And that's why, you you know, if you if he would have come out now, he probably wouldn't even be a top-ten pick because he just – He's stuck at one position, and with the defensive flaws, you just—it's hard to take a guy that high, and all that. But it's, you know, I don't blame him for wanting to get a trade, you know, because he—he came in at twenty-three years old, right? So he's already, you know, time's ticking already, you know, and all that. By the time he gets his second contract, he's gonna be twenty-six, you know, years old, you know, that, and that might be it, you know, he might get one big deal, and that's it. So for him, I get it and all that, but the Randall blowing up, you know, whether I know some fans may hate that, <laughs> that Randall blew up and all that, but like, that's what happened. And that's not, 
I don't think the Knicks thought, thought that. I, if the Knicks thought that was going to happen, they don't draft them, right? This is yeah. keeping, right? We, they don't draft them. They take Halliburton, which they probably should have took it in the first place. And as I told them to do it, if they listened to me, would be in a different position. They should have just took Halley. It would have been straight, but whatever. I don't want to go back to that. But <laughs> it's it's just an unfortunate – it's just it's just bad luck all around but it, it, for yeah, him. Man. It just The player that he's in front of that they thought he was going – that they were probably going to trade, wave. He decided to get in the best shape of his life and ball out like crazy, yeah. have an all-NBA season. And now the player they thought is like, well, you, you can't play the five because we got Mitch there and you're not – you can't – protect the rim and all you can't play the three because you getting cooked <laughs> you ain't getting cooked so it's like bro you gotta stay behind them and just whatever minutes you get make the best of it and then juice rams keep getting better and better and all that <laughs> and it's just like it's just an unfortunate situation and yeah. for him it's best that he leaves and all that and if he goes to indiana he goes to halliburton that's the perfect situation for him yeah you know you played a point guard that averaged 10 assists a game last year he gonna find you in space him, you got him, Matherin, you know, with Miles Turner. If he's Miles Turner still there, because he's been in the trade block for six years already, you know, he's been a Laker for six years. <laughs> so, like, maybe he finally goes there. But it's an unfortunate situation. I root for him. I hope he, you know, if he, if this is it for him, I root for him and all that. It's just an unfortunate situation. You know, Knicks didn't expect Julius to go ball out, you know, and, and it, you know, it benefited the team. And, you know, just an unfortunate situation. And he's a limited player. You know, so, you know, if he was able to play multiple positions, if he was a little bit more shiftier with his hips, you know, I remember someone told me about that. And I didn't believe in the, the tight hips and the stiff. I'm like, but, but he's flying. I'm like, they're like, no, I know you see that athleticism, but it's more than that. And that's yeah. when I learned about tight hips and shiftiness and twitchness. I was like, oh, I get it now and all that. And I didn't see that back then. But, you know, uh, if if he gets moved, I hope I wish the best for him and all that. And. I'm sure he gonna he gonna make the best of it, you know. Again, him getting an opportunity to start somewhere or at least get minutes, you know, he's gonna make the best of it. Because when he was start when he started here, what he was he having like 20, 20 and eight, 20 and seven when he got starter minutes. So, you know, we know wherever he goes, he's gonna be able to put up, you know, you know, nice numbers there and and, and be able to get a nice second contract. So, you know, I wish the best for Obi. Yeah, nah, great points all around, bro. I feel like you. I, I, I'm a root for Obi. It's just the thing that scares me with Obi, I think, is um, kind of what you heard a lot of times where it's like too many cooks in the Knicks front office kitchen. So, right, you're right about the Julius Randle thing, but then you see Randle and you commit to him. You give him another contract, yeah. four years, whatever. So you're committing four years to Randle. And it's like, okay, you 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 love Obi. You know, Obi's uh, agent is Leon Rose's son. So you know Leon Rose has an affection for Obi. He wants to see Obi succeed. But mm -hmm. then you commit to Randall and you still have Obi there. Like, who's really talking? You're not in line with the coach because Tiff, even if that audio was fake today, whatever the case might be, I mean, Tiff just really never liked Obi. And it, it's been laughed about before, but you see it. You definitely see it. Obi takes a bad shot and Tiff's is yanking him out. He's like, just get out of here. You know, it's like the only Knicks player that he really does that to just like one, two mistakes. It's like, nah, get out of here. Julius, come back in this game. So, yeah. And you saw Toppin played with a, how hesitant was he at a lot of times. He played a little bit more confidence at some points this year, but there was a lot of times where he was he was just like, you know, yeah. scared to do like because he knew like he's only got like eight minutes, eight to twelve minutes <laughs> like, to play, and like I can't exactly. mess up, you know. Exactly. And those and that's that's hard to play as a player 
when you know if you make a mistake, I might go from eight minutes to four minutes. I might get a DMPs and all that. We saw with Cam Thomas with the Nets. Dude mm. dropped 40 points three straight games and <laughs> takes some bad like and he was taking bad shots in those games, but then takes the bad shots and then he DMPs and it's like you know, it's just yeah, young crazy. players is just some coaches if they just don't like it's just crazy, man. Yeah, they, they really just, and it's all right, it's a human element, I think, to things, you know. Like, yeah. you, you know, I really don't like Zebo, but I still put up with him every show and have him here coming back. But you know, it's the human element of things. Uh I love you, Zebo. I love you, but uh yeah, they so clowning you, bro. Why are they clowning you, man? Look at this. He's on mute. Look at he can't even talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, first of all, I see Dave that's the only top of the mistake, man. That's the only top of the mistake. Put him out. Get him out. Look at that right there. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. We OB top and Zebo right now. He's going to request a trade to another Knicks network. Oh man, <laughs> you know, I was training for, for a second. You gotta go to the, the toxic boys or something. Oh, <laughs> oh man, we gonna lose one. Damn, man, they put me in the OB Toppin low man. basketball IQ category. Right. Heard you, heard go you. To the Stephon Marbury right. bench. Put me in the, damn, man, put me in the, put me in the OB Toppin low basketball IQ category. Who was the other dude? Was all right. All, um, Nate Robinson, remember Nate Robinson and play for like oh, 20 games when yeah, he was uh yeah, yeah. Tony. Tony hated me. <laughs> oh gosh, Dan Tony hated me. He did drop 40 though in one game, like oh, off yeah. the bench, though. Like when he came oh, in, I think he when he sat a few when he sat like, had like to 10 play straight games. Yeah, I think he didn't play for like 19 straight games or something. And mm-hmm. like I think some guys got hurt. They're like, bro, we actually need someone to handle the ball. So you gotta play. <laughs> right. Go I think he had a game winner too. That was a Oh man, sad Knicks times, but wow. little, little, little good times. Time. Yeah, little good memories with the team. But yeah, look, I'm a root for Obi. Um, I'm not like a lot of uh, Knicks fans who think Obi can go to a place and, and average twenty and eight. Um, I think uh, I saw today on the Athletic they compared him to Brandon Clark. I think Obi has a little better shot, but kind of like Brandon Clark numbers, maybe fourteen and six, fourteen and eight as a starter because. You know, when you come off at the nice ninth guy on the bench, they're not really game planning for you. But now you're starting four, and now they're going to see where you like to shoot the ball, when you cut, how you like to move. You know, they, they see all these things, you know. So I think I think Obi is a solid right there, 14, 16 point per He's game. He's going to be able to get easy buckets if he goes to Indiana because yeah. they're going to use him right. And I've been saying that every time like we talk about Obi Toppin, it's like yeah. you got him a point guard, guess what? You're going to use him the same way to use him at Dayton. They're going to use him in space. They're going to use him to cut and all that. Not Great. to make him a three-point shooter. That's not his game. He made the best of it. Like He improved in that, yeah, which is good. And that's going to help his game going forward. But the best way to utilize Obi Toppin, remember, he is six foot nine. you know, he is an mm-hmm. athletic six foot nine player. You got to use him in space. And the Knicks yeah. just said, "Nah, we're just gonna yeah. make him a three point shooter." We think Kyle Corver is like, bro, yeah, bro. like, like, and he, like, I, like I said, give him credit for working on his three point game because there's some games where he had some big threes and he hit a lot of threes, but that's not his game. Mm-hmm. The games to be in space mm-hmm. and all. You gotta, you gotta take advantage of that athletic ability, you know. And the Knicks just didn't use that. I know the off, and obviously the off. We didn't, we don't run plays anyway, so. You know, we just it's all Jalen Brunson and, and, and Randall Iso anyway. So, you know, that's he needs to go somewhere where they're gonna run play, they're gonna get him, you know, screen so he can go slash and, and get easy buckets and all that. So, you know, Ricardo will do that. 
Zebo, before I kick it to you, man, it was Obi was supposed to go to Cleveland. I mean, that was the team that was going to draft them. And um, you would just wonder if he would have gone to Cleveland, maybe a little Darius Garland in there, how his career would have turned out, man. And right. Definitely would have been in Utah right now in the Donovan Mitchell trade, but we still would have messed up the draft. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, we would have drafted. We would have took it. Uh, I'm going to go back right now and look right at the draft. We would have took the down. worst player possible in the 2020. Yeah, what was that? Draft? Draft. I know was I think it was that's what I like too. People, and you know what's like crazy with Devin too. Vassell? Remember the shot? Remember before the draft, people were freaking out about a shot. Mm-hmm. Remember there was that one video that came out about a shot. <laughs> people like, no, we don't want him on the team and all that. And it was just one bad shot shot of his of his uh of the way he was shooting. He was trying something out because he was extending his range, he was working on his range, so he was working on some mechanics and all that, and that's what it was. And then and this dude's averaging 20 a game. And all that, like people, like you know, and all that. Let's see, twenty twenty draft. All yeah, right. when I saw him, we would took Aaron Naismith. Michael, <laughs> oh my like goodness, that. you know, we would took Aaron Naismith or something like that. You know, that's what we. Hey, have. I want him. I ain't gonna. I want him. He's a shooter. <laughs> nice three. You know, that's what it took. You know, we mess up on first. We need just second round pick. The Knicks just. <laughs> yeah, let's know. get that second round. But Zebo, on this uh, Ob situation, man. Listen, man, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm kind of out. Like, if, you know, I say, yo, I feel the same way y'all do. Um, like, you I just, just hope the best. For, I, I do hope for them. I do hope the best for them. I actually do like that. I actually do like that Brandon Clark, Um, you know, that comp right there. Someone like a sixth, seventh man coming out the bench, honestly, because I'll be honest. His, like, I was kind of I was kind of joking, but kind of not, bro. I don't think his basketball IQ is that. Is that I mean, even with you, I think, I think even with you averaging 10, you know, 10 minutes a game, I think, you know, he didn't really do like I, I don't think uh, uh, unless he was unless he was fired up for a three, unless he was fired up for a three, he he honestly didn't do much. He didn't really pass the ball. He can't really dribble at all. Um, he can't yeah, he can't really look for open man. So he didn't really affect the game other than him shooting three. So uh, I'll be honest, I'm kind of out, and I mean it is it is what it is. But yeah, no, I hope I hope the best for him because um, he is athletic. Um, he's definitely somebody that. You know, with a good point guard, like honestly, like te- like like Halliburton, with a point guard like that, where he is cutting, where he's getting to the, you know, where he's, you know, getting to the rim every time. Um, I think that's the, I think that's the quintessential. I think that's that's the right system for him. But other than that, I don't see him doing anything else other than you know, jump, being athletic and spying up for three. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like the best part, the best thing about that too is no more minutes. He needs the minutes. As long as he gets the minutes, we're gonna see his game blossom and flourish to another level which i felt like you know you guys mentioned he was scared on top of the fact that he was limited in minutes you know he really couldn't do nothing out there to build confidence if that dude is out here dunking windmill in the middle of games like he was here but i'm talking about for 30 minutes on the court that three-point shot is gonna come in no time because that three-point shot man i feel like it's all confidence and and he he's a he'd be trigger happy but the confidence that he just shooting just to shoot so i it, it just sucks though that he's also a hometown kid, yeah. you know, in New York. You know, obviously the situation hometown we kids all don't see work it. in New York no more. Yeah. That, no, that we, was, all, was, we all see Marbury it, didn't work, Kemba didn't work. That hometown stuff is 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 tough. We fall for that so much, and like it, it, it breaks our heart because we all Kemba. We thought maybe all right, yeah, Kemba, right you know, come back. The Kemba was, you know, the Kemba was a tough situation though because we all we all knew what we were getting, but we was ignoring it almost. You yeah. know, like. It What's wasn't like the, the, we need to take the a dude from like Nebraska, you know. Just What's take that five seven dude from Harlem? What's that five seven dude from Harlem? What's his name? Uh, 
Powell, Marquise Powell. Oh yeah, you gotta bring him home. Oh yeah, yeah man. Why you didn't? You don't. Oh, you mean no? Oh, Marquise no? Oh no, Marquise Noel. Oh, Kansas State. Oh, Kansas State. Yeah. What would you think about him, Chris? I mean, we're all taller than him. <laughs> yeah, we are all taller. I don't know. I might, I might, me and him might be the same height. Hey, you like, bro, you like Sharif Cooper, man. You really like yeah, Sharif the whole yeah, time. No, like Sharif's still my guy. Still got stock in him. But no, nah, I, I don't think he's gonna get drafted. I don't think he's gonna get drafted. But I think a team's gonna take a shot at him. They're gonna, they're gonna, he's gonna get picked up. You're gonna hear his name get picked up after, and you're gonna see him in summer league and all that. He gonna, he's gonna be like Jose, Jose, Jose Alvarado. Okay. He's going to annoy people and all that. Now, he's not the defender like Jose and all that. He's more of an offensive player. But he's going to annoy you. And he's just going to do the little things and all that. What you got to do if you're that size to, to try to make it in the league and all that. You know, um, yeah. but he's going to make it work. He's he going to get called. And he's going to see in summer league. And he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like all summer league, one of those teams <laughs> and all that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's not afraid. Yeah. He's not afraid. You know, like I said, Kansas State was not supposed to be that good last year. They were that was a rebuilding process and all mm-hmm. that. And, and they they had a hell of a season. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling out not supposed to be that good last year. Yeah, and I was telling Don Juan, I think he'll, you know, he'll be in the G League. He'll get a few he'll he'll get a 10 day for sure. I think he'll definitely get a 10 day and I think he'll be the quickest guy. Like I think on any on any floor he'll be the quickest guy, which is gonna be his biggest advantage. So if he can beat people off the dribble, obviously, you know, like in his, uh, Jose Alvarado. I don't know about Isaiah Thomas because that's like the, you know, um, talking about Boston Celtics, Isaiah Thomas. That's like the that's the rich man's version of it. But yeah, some some someone like Jose Alvarado definitely. But even if he don't even make it to the league, he he can go he go overseas and he he gonna be a legend somewhere. Nah, he's gonna drop. Yeah, nah, yeah, he's gonna drop buckets wherever he goes. I mean, nice. he's gonna play Puerto Rico right now. Like this, 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 this the hoopers out there right now. They, there's a lot yeah, of hoopers out there. You know, you go to mm-hmm. you know NBL and all that. He regardless whether it's in the NBA, you know, whether it's ever he's he's gonna where the professional league he goes to, he's he's gonna have he's gonna have success somehow now an nba i don't know you know but him making it on a team that's might be good enough because this he, is gonna be a, a great you know, clip right here to look back five years from now and uh, you said it you said it. he's gonna be it. a pet I, I wouldn't be surprised he's on an all summer league team because he's just gonna annoy people he's gonna score he's just gonna he ain't afraid he ain't afraid and, I think, and I think he led the i think he led the bit 12 in steals too so like that's yeah. that's gonna be that's where that like you said before like he he has to bring it on the defensive end Definitely don't make people right. in practice too, you know. Yeah. Talk, we see how the NBA and practices and all that, and how it's so aloof. And no, you're gonna make you work, you know. So you might, you might need a guy like that on your, you know, your scout team and all that to, to do that. So he, he gonna work. He gonna he gonna make it. You know, he gonna get picked up. You know, um, and go to someone's camp, and they're gonna be like, damn, this little, damn. That's good, <laughs> you know. He's making my my starting point call work, you know. Draft <laughs> day tomorrow, man. We can't wait for draft day. But let's just hit on one more topic here before we get up out of here. Going back to the rumor mill, there's a cut. There's names churning. There's name churning, but one name who keeps sticking out, I think, is uh, Zach Levine. Uh, Zach Levine, his hefty contract. It might be on the move for Chicago. I mean, it makes sense for Chicago. I mean, they're gonna yeah. run it back with the same team. And, and and almost be tax level and, and not even make the plane again. I, I, it just makes sense to try to cash in on some Zach Levine chips. But Chris, I want to get your thoughts on Zach Levine. We talked about him before. We was both on the fence, but I, I don't know. Did you change your mind? Have you changed your mind? 
have. Okay. I have changed my mind on Zach Levine. Wow. I still look. There's things I worry about. But so I, I'm, I'm, I'm before you go into your thoughts, let me see your offer to see how. Now, how if RJ's in the deal, if RJ's in the deal, I'm cool with it. Oh, yeah, RJ. RJ's in the RJ, deal. We know RJ's stars. in the RJ, you went to Duke and all that's cool, but I'm I think I think RJ needs a new I think he needs a new because you know what's crazy with RJ? His progression is actually at a good progression the way he's it going. Is. But the fact that he's in New York and, and we changed, you know, the way the roster is from going to like rebuilding to like all right, we gotta win now. You know, now it looks like he's not progressing well, but he's actually progressing really well. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you're on a normal team, you know, you know, so, you know, uh, but if you trade Zach and I don't know what the OB stuff is, you know, but whatever, if, if RJ's in the deal and if it's a couple picks and all that. Well, all right. I, so I, let me give you RJ, uh, OB, and you got the other 40 and Rose just to make the money work. And you get, you get um two unprotected and two protected picks. You know, our protected picks kind of trap. But they get the unprotected. Make the top four protected or something. Top four? I'll give you one top four protected. Because you know, you could, listen, we're, we're the Knicks. Yeah. You know, right. you know, we got to, you know how that works. We, you know, yeah, we, we do the unprotected. got to be top four protected. It's it going to happen like mid-2000s where, you know, the Bulls are getting the two pick and the fourth pick. So you got to be Jamal Mary. Jamal Mary goes. Yeah, we got to protect him. All right, one protected four pick. 24 unprotected, 26 top four unprotected. Are you doing that? 24 deal? unprotected. All right, because that draft is not that hot. Can 25? We got to keep that protected. 25 might be a lit draft. 24, okay. Bronny. That's it. A little bit of talk about the Bronny. There's good <laughs> players, but there's not like like a lot of blue chips yet. But all right, so you're saying you know, Fournier, RJ. IQ, oh, topping, right? Topping. And two uh, protected first, an unprotected first, and that's it. And one of ours protected. So three unprotected and one unprotected. Jeez. Wait, I'm wait, not... wait, wait. Three unprotected and No, nah, no, nah, three protected and one protected. Our protectors are kind of trash now. It's like the Pistons uh, and the Wizards. They might So how many first rounds of them? You said four first rounds? Yeah, four first. Protect, let me know. But three are protected. Three are protected, bro. The Bulls are gonna want something. That's Zach Levine, man. He's twenty eight years old. Oh, that's Zach Levine. That's cool. They are getting something though. They get in the young guy they want. Him. I mean, come on, you can't get they don't the want RJ. They don't want to match RJ. In the they said they want a young guy. And honestly, I'll be honest, RJ is pretty coveted around the league. Like right, compared, I'll, to, compared I'll to Julius, one, I'll take one pick off. One pick. You gotta take one pick off at least. That's a lot. Hey, we doing three. So I love picks. I'm, I'm a pick guy. I love picks. I know. <laughs> Three rounds. I don't know. So three first. Three first. Two protected. One, one unprotected. Yeah. And he played. And he played. A, he, he, he basically plays, played a full season. He, he played a full game. season. Even with the knee. Even with the knee. And I do worry about the knee. He did play what seventy games. Yeah. Seventy yeah. plus games. Seventy. He's exactly. thinking about it too much. You're thinking about it too much, man. And yeah, we and yeah. we just and we just saw him play with a ball dominant guard with Demar Derozan, and he okay. actually so, and he was efficient. We know your answers, Evo. Clearly, we know your answers. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. We saw we saw him has have have his two best efficient seasons with a ball dominant guard in Demar Derozan. And I know he and I know and I know he's not Jalen Brunson, but Jalen Brunson does oh is also a ball dominant guard oh, as well. So that's a great point. That's a great point. 
And his defense is not that bad. He was league average when it comes oh, to defense. Nah, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's bad, but he's all right. not that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I think I would pull the trigger on that. I think you pull. I, I think you pull the trigger on that. I think. I think we kind of maxed out with RJ with this roster. What what he's going to be? I think he is what he is on this team. Yeah. I don't think there's much more. And listen, they tried to get rid of him <laughs> before, yeah. so you know, so like that that that's real and all that. And who else? There's no one else on the market that's really that exciting. that's really exciting that you feel like can can help take us to the next level because we got to think about that like like yeah. it's not just about like do a little no we got to figure out how to get to the to the finals the nba yeah. finals that's the move mm-hmm. we got to take that step that's the next step because you know we just make little moves that's like all right so we get back to the first round like no what we got to do to get to the finals like that's not a crazy thing like we, we, we got to the second round of the finals knowing that damn well we if we beat Miami, we beat three out of four times in a regular season. And late in the season, before the playoffs started, we we whooped them at the Garden. And we lost to them in six, really yeah. five. I mean, they up 3-1 on us. like, And it's like, no, we could get to the finals, guys. We just got to make that right move. And if they feel like Zach's that right move, feel, I, feel, I feel comfortable that we have Brunson in, the, in this. Yeah. I think yeah. Brunson makes me feel better about you know, getting Zach because I right. feel like Brunson can be that. Listen, he helped elevate Randall to be an all-NBA player, right, yeah. 25 a game and all that. So yeah. maybe with Zach, because I know Zach is not a winning player, and I, and that's kind of what, what bothers that's me. Scary, he, hasn't won. Yeah. he hasn't won at all in the league. You know? But maybe Jalen, you know, being that winner, winning type of player and all that. But then we got to worry about – but thing is, what about with, 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 J, with Julius Randall being a third guy? What is that? What is because that's not an all NBA player as a third option. No, he's not an off ball player. So to, to me, that's the thing is that we get Zach. Okay, that's cool. But now, what we do with Julius Randle? Because now he's gonna uh-huh. take a back seat. He's yeah, and he said it, right. He's let, 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 he cool with it. But let's go. I think it, I think I think if I think if he's cool, I think if he's cool with it, I think if he buys into it, because I like I mean I've said this I've said this multiple times you know on the pod. I think he's a. I think he's. I think with him being the third best player on your team, I think you're winning. I think you're winning a championship. So, I think if he buy if he buys into being that, you know, to, yeah. I mean, if he buys in, then then it, it works. You know, because again, he's because he's gonna get his looks. Because again, the de- again the defense is gonna. You know, they're gonna they're gonna put emphasis on Brunson, especially if you got Zach there. They're gonna obviously they you know they have to worry about him as well. So it's gonna so it's gonna give looks to Randall and so. Yeah, I think if he's, I think if he's right mentally, if he buys into him being that, you know, to being the third, you know, being the third guy, then yeah. And even and again, some nights we're gonna need him to be the number one, number two. So that's what I'm saying. Um, it can incorporate. It doesn't have to be like every night the same person. Everyone has a one. Like it, it, it can, right. It can yeah. be interchangeable and all that. Which, so like, which if, has, if, he, if he sees it that way, like, hey, there's gonna be yeah. nights that they, like, the old three, gonna look at each other like, hey, yo, this is this is uh this is this is uh Randall's night. This is your night, boy. You gotta take right. and dominate. They're gonna right, be times exact, exact. They ain't mm-hmm. that they, they look who's defending you. It's gonna <laughs> take over. You know, if they if they view if they look at it that way, then then that, then it could work. But yeah, it's, right. it's all about because we know how Randall sometimes gets. You know, yeah, he, he can yeah. say that right on the podcast, but we saw sometimes on the court. That's why. So I loved what he on the podcast. I loved how he was. Felt like he was very 
energetic hat. But that one part, you know, I was like, no, nah, you know, laid by exam. It was like, no, sometimes you you, you push IQ against Orlando, bro. Yeah. You push, you know, yeah. that's against Orlando. You know, so there yeah, was, that was, a bad loss. was like, yeah, bro, there's some loss. things that you know on the court where you're leaving and you and you're just being a sore loser, kind of. You know, mm-hmm. like when you when you good when you dropping for yeah, but that's easy when you drop forty, be happy. You know, you got to be able to take the hey man, you know, I had a bad night or whatever. You know, you weren't like that. You know, you don't talk to the media and all that, but you got to be able to handle that when you you get ten points but you win. But Zach had thirty, and and you know Brunson had thirty. You know, is he going to be cool with that? I, I, it's easy to say because he said it, but we've seen it on the court. I don't. That's the thing. That's the one thing I did. I, but if he buys in because he wants to win a chip. Or else he got to go. <laughs> I, I do think that ass. knowing knowing Zach's skill level will probably also, you know, kind of check him as well. Where he's probably seeing RJ, he's seeing Quinn Grimes, he's seeing IQ. He's he like, don't trust RJ, guys, you know. He don't trust Which RJ. I feel like no. at the beginning, it, it, it him just building that chemistry with Jalen Brunson wasn't like quick either, you know. Yeah, so I, and and that transition over time where Brunson became the clear one. And Randall, well, they kind of, you know, they exchanged they definitely exchanged yeah, a, a, a bit, but we knew that Brunson was still, like, efficiently most consistent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing a guy like Zach walk in the room, you know, he might change. And, and I felt like it's something that was key in that podcast where he said, like, you know, being hurt, going into the film and looking at, you know, how the season played out, what he could do right, what he did wrong here, like what he could adjust, I felt like – um you know, he said he he didn't really have time to do that to sit back. He was always just thinking about playing and, and improving on his skill, not really improving on his mental. Maybe his mental, like you know, anxiety, whatever that case may be. He said he was working on, but looking at the film, seeing where you got to work on, seeing it on paper as opposed to somebody a coach telling you, yeah, just work on this shot, do this that. I feel like that's gonna be a big big difference. But realistically, Brunson controls the game. He's gonna control the distribution. I, I feel like he's always gonna look for the one in plays. And all that is gonna, you know, level out as the season plays out. Hopefully, the trade also, if there's a trade, hopefully it happens right away too. Because I don't want to let this thing linger. And then in September we pull a trade, no training camp. These guys didn't get no working together. We need to build some chemistry. If a trade does happen, trust. That's 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 the big thing. He didn't trust RJ. He didn't trust Grimes. Because how many times have you see? Him looking at R and RJ was open. And he just like he's like yeah, hesitant. He definitely if he if 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 let's say they pull the, the Levine trade, if he gets that trust right away, maybe he'll be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I feel comfortable passing to him right away because I'm not going to be worried that if I give him the ball that he ain't, he ain't gonna know what to do. He's gonna take a bad shot, you know, because we know yeah. Zach is a is an efficient player. So maybe that that trust, if he feels like he could trust him right away, like he hasn't with RJ and then Grimes and some other guys. Then it could work, but he has to have the trust, you know. If he trusts Zach, and then Zach is grooving, then that. But that yeah. thing is big word trust. I... Well, well, two thoughts for me on Levine. Um, I think number one is the thing nobody mentioned yet is that Tom Thibodeau aspect. I mean, sometimes Tom just doesn't like guys, and he shipped mm-hmm. Zach Levine out of there as soon as he could for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So we say that Tom, he might not be the coach. We might not like Tom, but. Leon Rose seems loyal to the guy so far. So I don't know. Like, what if they come? They don't coexist. Now that's looking bad because we gave up, you know, a 22-year-old that Chris mentioned. His progression is decent. It's going well. You know, it's going well. 
Like every year he adds something to this game where you're like, oh, he didn't do this last year. Oh, he didn't do this last year. You know, and he's 22 years old. So he can still continuously add to his game till he gets to that peak level. We just don't know where that peak level is. But as well, Chris mentioned that our timeline changed. You know, we want to win right now. When RJ is going to be primed and ready, it might be like Wiggins, you know, 25, 26, 27. Well, like Zach. Yeah. Same thing happened oh, with yeah. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Zach Levine, right? So it, it, I feel good. I feel better. I'm not going to lie with the trades that's going down because it looks like the trade market is stabilizing. It's like that's the economy. The- like the, the inflation is going down. You know, it doesn't Look cost. Brad. Yeah. We all thought Brad was going to get traded for like three first round picks and that. And then we saw like, like five second round picks and all that, and it's like, Landry it's like oh, it's not as and like Brad when, when Lillard when Dame Lillard gets traded, it's not going to be as much as we're thinking too. It's going to be a lot that's, less that's than that. Saying, so like bro. the trademark, we thought Gobert ruined the trademark and all that, but like like you said with the economy, it just it's stabilizes. Like, oh, guys, yeah. the, the, the 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 older players aren't getting traded. Like you making sixty three million dollars? No, we are not giving you four first round picks and all that. Yeah. We're gonna give you. Second round picks, and we're gonna take on the contract, and that's about it. You ain't getting, we ain't gonna take on the contract and then give you a bunch of assets, you know, first round picks and all that. No, 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 no. It's either we take on the contract, which you don't want, all right? So that's a big thing, right? You don't want that contract, you know? So, like, yeah, you can't have both. You can't have the contract contract in the place. Levine's contract is like that. It's not, it's not really good. It's in the is the last year. I think it's forty eight million or something. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he got the knee issue. He got the knee issue. He'll be early thirties, thirty two, thirty three. Um, I don't know. So, I I got to see the trade for me to really like you know dissect that. But I do have concerns. You know that Tibbs aspect really scares me. The defense, it, it's on par with RJ. It's the same thing. But but Tibbs likes RJ. I don't know if he really likes. You know, um, Zach Levine, and he's he's yanking Zach Levine to put in quickly to close game. That's not gonna go. Well. I don't think that'll happen. Gonna, we don't know, bro. We've seen it with Tibbs, bro. No, nah, we, we have, we have. And well, what I would say is that Tibbs has Tibbs has spoken highly of him, and and he's even spoken about the situation in Minnesota where, you know, where the timeline changed as well, yeah. where. You know, he had to trade Zach. He had to, too much to, power too. He was a GM and yeah. He was he was a coach like, and GM. So I never he was like out. yeah. But I got to make a move. I'm gonna make it. And he did. And he brought his guy Jimmy Butler. And you know how the how the how life works. He brings he he wants to well not he wants to, but the connection there with Zach Levine is just shows you how what the business is about. Where you know a young guy could get traded for a star player, and in this in this in this. Other side of the story is actually Zach Levine being the star player as opposed to Jimmy Butler as before, like before. So I think it'll work. And and Zebu even mentioned it too before, man. Like, you know, a new change of scenery, you want to actually prove yourself. And, and Zach Levine, you know, he's entering his prime and you yeah. know, the injury thing. I feel like though the injury prone tag has been overblown. I think he's gonna prove that he's healthy and could play without you know getting hurt, might miss on some rest or you know, back to back, just like low any typical NBA player that does load management, and you know, this is is another team that he's going to when that that mm-hmm. starts. I'm pretty sure it um it might hurt a bit, but it also shows like, look, this this team wants you, and especially in this yeah. situation where he he's gonna see his value. He's like, damn, I went from and that New money. York, you know, New, New York, York right. big stage. Like, I gotta Hard turn man. it up, and and I think he will, man. I personally. I didn't really like the deal, 
Fizak because of the knee issue. But then I actually looked at the numbers and I'm like, well, how many games did he miss? But wait, he this guy, this injury prone tag is actually BS. Yeah. Obviously, then you look at the second half stats where he he was starting to get healthy and yeah. he played really well. And then right. and then the efficiency thing also like that's the clear thing that we need right now. We need people that can hit shots. And R and RJ, unfortunately, I, I like that you pointed RJ because for me, I liked RJ as being as like the centerpiece, but for some reason, the way I, I see IQ's contract going in, going like breaking down, he might you know play tough and he wants to be a starter. The bull seems like a logic uh, the most logical place for him to go to, plus the team that's willing to pay even more than what the Knicks would probably pay. You know, they were talking about 20. Triple M brought up a, a good point last week where you know, he could probably compare himself to to IQ. I mean, to to RJ. Like he played, he played almost up to RJ's like capability this year. He stepped up on defense, stepped up on offense. I'm like, yo, yeah. he, he, could great he could he could demand close to RJ numbers. RJ, I think he's getting paid 23, 25, 26, you know, and what and so and so forth. Where I think IQ could demand that on a new team with as a starter. And he could probably he might have his eyes set on that. He said before he wants to be a starter. So that's the only reason why I would, you know, think about even trading him as opposed to RJ. But I feel like RJ, that's the clear upgrade that we need. And it's and it's Zach replacing RJ. It would have to be a lot because you know the Bulls can't have RJ and Demar. That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> crazy brick show. Well, they're right? trying to apparently the rumor is they're trying to trade him too. So I think I think if they make that move, that means they're rebuilding. So yeah, so yeah. it'll be interesting, man. I can't wait. This is my favorite time because it's done speculating, and now it's action. Tomorrow's the NBA draft. Um, mm-hmm. The first domino. First domino, and then it's the lot, lot of stuff gonna be shaking. Yeah, the CBA is gonna be crazy, man. I'm expecting a crazy, crazy next couple of days. So Chris, you might have to come back on in a few days, or we might have to go live or do something. For sure. No, for sure. You know, know I'm ready. So we'll, we'll talk about tomorrow. it, but. You already know the vibes, man. Knicks fans while I'm here. Thank you to our guest, Chris LeBron. Always the president. Appreciate you, bro. Well, uh, give us some always. thoughts, man. Talk about that mock draft before we get up out of here. Yeah, I, I dropped the mock draft. It looks crazy now because everything, the mad trades happened, so it's not going to be as accurate. But I dropped the mock draft uh, last week, so you could check that out. I uh, got the big board, top 58 guys up. There's only 58. If people don't know that it might look weird with the draft, there's not 60 picks. There's only 58 picks because there's two picks forfeited. I think Milwaukee and the Sixers, Miami, Miami. Miami they their picks got forfeited, which I don't like because that means two kids aren't going to hear their names drafted on draft day. So I, I said that they should have rewarded the teams that went to the finals with those since we reward losing, losers so much in, in the NBA. <laughs> Why not reward teams that get to the finals Good and point. give them more, give them those picks since they, you know, they, they, they're winning and, you know, with the new CBA, we were, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, you know, we're just taking away winning. Like you try to win, and we're gonna, we're gonna just gonna get on you for that. And like, you know, so they, they I felt bad for two kids. I aren't gonna hear their names called draft day, but yeah, I got my top fifty-eight players and all that that I dropped yesterday. You could check that out on my Twitter, off the ball pod. You know, you can see the list and all that. Like I said, I dropped the mock draft. Uh, uh, last week, it's going. It only even a little right because there's been trades since then that's happened. But that's kind of it's kind of be the same of how I would look at it, regardless of the picks and all that. But uh, you can oh, check it out. Excited, man. You can see that all my, my my Twitter and my Instagram. If you want to check it out? 
Yeah, yes, sir. We excited, man. Make sure to show love to the off the ball pod as always. We out here, we working. Uh, big things this summer cooking up. So, Don Juan, get us up out of here, man. Give us some final thoughts here as we get up out of here. Well, as we approach the draft tomorrow, you know, Nick still have no pick. So, hopefully, we could, you know, get in there. I feel like every year we, man, we say it's going to be a crazy so draft. Boring. And the Knicks don't like do this. anything. They either, they either trade in or trade out, you know. Hopefully, yeah. you know, we trade in and stay there and do something special with it. I think they'll get a pick. But, you know, make sure to like the video. If you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure to subscribe to the channel, man. appreciate every one of y'all that joined us on this live show. It was a dope show. It was great, great content, real informative. Like I said, I I only knew the the first three names. I, I took some notes here on the couple plays that you mentioned earlier. So I, I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to, you know, following following the draft and making sure we get with Julian Strother, you know, let's see if we could get him somewhere down, down the line. But nah, for real though, appreciate you coming okay. on, Chris. You're always holding it down for us, man. Always showing up, man. And, oh, and good luck tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. It is all the work that you, that you've done all year. Tomorrow you get to see it. On oh, yeah, right. and it's going to be fun. Look out for Ricky Council the fifth, man. That's my guy right there. I just saw his name in the yeah, stack He's bouncy. He Are you gonna be on Knicks fan TV tomorrow? Yeah, I'll be on there tomorrow. Oh, that's dope. I love right. that. That's three years straight, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. dope, bro. That's dope. I remember being a caller on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of the regular I was a caller on there. Now I'm hosting shows and all that. Oh, man, it's, yeah, it's, it's dope. That's it's fine. Really dope. It's real we'll cool. Definitely be to go from a caller to being a host or like you know, coming yeah. in as like a drop in host is, is dope. And then being on the draft show three straight years, you know. That's that, dope, that, that, you know. And a lot of fire, a lot of fire. Yeah, good work, man. Good Chris, work. Man. You put it out, man. Right. Sure. I remember, I remember when CP hit me up. I was working security. I'm just, I'm doing podcast stuff, and I get the, and I was always thinking, yo, it'd be dope to have, you know, to be on the show. What? CP, I'm like, nah, this can't be him. He's like, bro, would you want to come on the draft show? I'm like, yeah, of course. I call, I'm cold out of work that day. I was like, I ain't gonna work. <laughs> no, we prepping and all that, and then. And on the, you know, host, what, I hosted what, the show. What a like, crazy no, I was CP for a day. I remember when people when I when I came on the screen, you know, they do a little video intro video, and they see me, they're like, "Yo, who is this?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah you I'm know, the funniest CP, comment but... was uh, the funniest comment was like, "They got the G League on the TV." Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It was me and Jeff. Yeah, they yeah, called well, it. the chat. The chat. Well, you know, we, we we they you know it was it was bumpy in the beginning, but they we took them along on the ride, and they were like, "Yo, we appreciate the the yeah. G League for coming." Yeah, it was great. It's been dope, man. It's been dope to you know being a caller on that to coming in just the whole the draft that's why i love the draft the draft is what made the podcast go so you know that's what started the podcast to, to take and off and all that so the draft is like in my blood like i just whenever it's draft season i'm all in like i just love it it's so much fun and then just yeah you've been you know, doing the, the networking draft. and all that and you know it's been fun man it's dope for people that get me on the show, like I'm not one of these insiders like that and all that, but for people to put, want me on their show and talk to talk to draft, I think that's always dope though. So hey, us, thanks fan Wallen right here. We needed it. We needed it. And now we appreciate know players, man. So let's get up out of here. Zebo already dropped this thing. <laughs> so I'm gonna holla at y'all, man. Peace. Yep. Peace out, guys. <laughs>